0: hello everyone so this is another episode of ordinary extraordinary um this is your host lois and today i have you know with me um you know is absolutely like the paradigm of this podcast really like you know has a job he has a family <laughs> he has kids one of them's learning how to drive which is terrifying i'd imagine um and he has just like he's truly exceptional in some of the things he's accomplished, like paris Press Paris this year. We were just talking beforehand about his finish at Winthrop, where he got eight overall, and there are former pros who he's, like, competing against, or people probably in their 20s or 30s, <laughs> and so uh, this is a real treat today to get some time with know and uh, we're going to jump right in. So one of the coolest things about know is that, like, I've known him for about two and a half years and you has always been fast like everyone would agree you know was like a faster rider but in the past year you know has like gone from being fast to being untouchable <laughs> so like i was on a ride today actually where they were talking about you and they actually called you untouchable without the prompt from me they're like oh yeah you know came to this ride and he just ruins it for everyone <laughs> like he takes off on the hills and he's untouchable and so, I wanted to know, in the past year or so, do you feel like your cycling has changed radically, or like that was always inherent in you, or like that's the way you've always ridden? Wow, well, thank you. I'm, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> First, I mean, I want to say that I certainly don't consider myself untouchable, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like in every single event that I do, there's always people that are stronger than me, right, and uh, there's... A lot of people that I consider untouchable myself, right? And uh, I'm, I'm not one of them. <laughs> now, if you want to say that, you know, in the last year or couple of years, i you know, my my level of performance has improved. I think that's that's true. And, uh, uh, you know, I have examples of events that you know I've done year after year, and I can say that. I can see that I've improved, like my time, I've improved, and I think part of it is that uh, there's people that I ride with that I've improved as well. (laughs) So, and one of them, I think we we know we both know him. It's it's Fabian, right? Uh, Fabian has been, you know, tremendous uh, riding buddy for me, and uh, by trying to keep up with him, and uh, I think I you know i myself has has uh, improved at at the same time right and uh, so that's part of it and i think everything has been I, I i can't say that it has just happened overnight right i think everything is is very much progressive or incremental you know it's there's been you know over the years i think there's i've i've, I've just you know, found myself writing more and more. and you know there's a few events that I decided to sign up for and prepare for that have really helped me, I think, uh, you know improve my, improve my level of performance. And one of them that comes to my mind is uh, two years ago, you know, Fabian and other friends from here. You know, we decided to take a trip to France and to the French Alps, and uh, you know, do some riding there. And uh, as we started planning for this trip, I was very worried about my ability to, you know, keep up with those guys that I was talking to and planning this trip with. And uh, I decided that you know, if I wanted to if I wanted to do it and do it well, I had to start training harder than what I was doing and I had to really, you know, get ready for it. And so it took me six months and I certainly, you know, at the time spent a lot more time on the bike and started thinking about, you know, how to train more efficiently and, you know, what kind of rides I needed to do to be ready for that trip. And, you know, I think at the end I we all did you know we all had a great trip and i personally did pretty well on that trip you know and uh, it was a you know it was a real success so that's that's an example of something that once i have an objective you know in mind and i have time to prepare for it you know and i'm usually good at basically doing what it takes to 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 deliver you know another example is uh, this paris breast paris, paris that, that you mentioned that i did this year that's not something that happened overnight you know that's something that took you know almost two years to really get ready for and prepare for and you know develop a strategy and basically you know train for it and, and all that and uh, so you know once i decided to do it you know i think i I did everything it took and, you know, along the way, I, I definitely, you know, improved my level of performance by, you know, writing with new people and, you know, trying to basically, you know, uh, set up some new objectives and, you know, do what it takes to to go through these various steps, you know, and, uh, and make it happen, so.
0: Can you talk more about that? We want all your secrets. Like, <laughs> are you, like... When you do, I, I've noticed because I'm creepy that you do like really high volume work. So, like, you do a lot of training rides, you put in a ton of miles every week, like, probably over 200 most weeks. Like, are you object like trying to hit certain power, certain like heart rate thresholds, certain effort? Okay,
1: so yeah, I. I'm not I'm not nearly as as, as scientific or as rigorous as, as as you may think actually. I and I don't you know, I might put I don't have a coach, you know, I don't have a I don't follow a specific training program. It's all it's all, you know, based on basically the reading that I do uh, online and you know, talking to some people and thinking about it. Uh but you know, I don't. For instance, I don't. I don't use a power meter, you know, and I don't even use a heart rate monitor, or you know, I don't do any of this. You don't <laughs> use a heart so. rate monitor? <laughs> oh man. So I, I, I do everything pretty much on based on how I feel, you know. And uh, but okay, so on Strava, as you know, there is a, an estimation of your power at the end, and I do look at that after after a ride, right? And usually. You know the estimation from Strava is really close to what I would have said you know about the intensity of the ride because I, okay. I think I have a pretty good handle on you know what I do when I'm on the bike and you know how, how hard I ride you know how I've you know one thing that I learned is that uh, I guess I've learned from, from a, a lot of what I, I do now as a as, as, as a as a cyclist you know I think I learned it as a runner before because I used to do long distance running and I learned a lot about my abilities you know and my the way my my body reacts to those type of you know workouts through running and I think I used a lot of that in the in, in, in long distance cycling okay. and uh, so, well, what I, what I do differently, I think, in the last couple of years is that I I think I ride more for sure, you know, like I ride almost every day. Yeah. Uh, I ride, like last year, I rode, I think, 13,000 miles. And this year, I'm on the way to be around around that as well. Uh, this year, I, I changed a few things in my training, you know, not that not that I have a plan, you know, written plan, but it's more like every week I try to think about, you know, depending on what's coming up, you know, what I'm gonna do. And but uh, so definitely, what I'm doing this year, first, I wanted to say that it's really based on what I did before, right? Because I I I wouldn't be able to to do what I do now, you know, if it wasn't for what I've done last year or the year before and so on, right? But what I did this year a little bit differently is that I tried to structure a little bit more, more in my workouts. I try to kind of have a like a theme if you want in each ride, you know, and so that there's going to be one day that's all focused on climbing. There's going to be one day that's more like uh, intervals or, you know, one day that's resting. That's something that's new also that. I wasn't necessarily doing last year, that I I do this year is, like I give myself at least one day a week where I don't ride at all, which I think is, you know, has helped. I also try to do one day of spinning every week. And so that's short, that's just one hour or, you know, an hour and 10 minutes where I go basically for, for power pretty much, you know, so it's short but intense. And I think by doing, and I do also, you know, usually I do a group ride over the weekend, or I do a longer ride over the weekend, or now I do some racing also, or you know, uh, or like a like a a, rando, uh, a brevet event, or things like that, right? So I basically try to vary the workouts, not do the same time, the same thing every time, you know, and I think that that has helped that has helped uh, improve my, my performance but again one of the main things is the people that I ride with you know because when I'm on my own I it's harder to it's harder to push yourself hard when you're on your own at least for me but when when I'm I'm, I'm with other guys that are stronger than me you know that that provides an incentive for me you know to try to stay with them and so I mentioned Fabien is one of them, but Andre is another example, you know, yeah. Andre. Uh, yeah, I did I did not as much as with Fabien, but I also did some rights with him this year, and he's so much stronger than he used to be. Just, you know, for me to try to keep up with him is a challenge, and, you know, by kind of forcing myself to, you know, stick with these guys and not give up, I think that that has definitely helped me improve my, my game as well. So.
0: Do you feel like you're in the best shape you've ever been right now? Bad shape? Like best shape. So like you're in the like best fitness of your life right no, now. No, no,
1: definitely. As far as like cycling is concerned, that's probably my best year. You know, this year and definitely better than last year, which was better than the year before. And it's <laughs> ulti- better. ultimately that's gonna, you know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna last, right? There's you know one point where i'm 53 now so i don't i don't expect to you know keep improving for very long you know at some point it's gonna go down you know so i know that and i just try to you know try to take take it one year at a time one event at a time definitely this year the pbp was was major goal for me and pretty much you know all the all the training, almost all the rights I was thinking about, you know, PDP and I was thinking about that's, that was my main goal of the year. And, uh, and, uh, so, so. Ha-
0: how did you set up for PBP? Like knowing that it was this ultra distance event that you're going to have to like go on no sleep and like maintain the best average speed you can. What did you specifically do to tailor for that?
1: Okay, well that's 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 a good question. I wanted to talk about you know what how I wrote PBP because there's very different ways of of doing it and people have different goals or different abilities, you know. So my strategy, based on what I learned from you know about myself through you know the qualification process, because in the qualification process you have to write up to 600 kilometers which is half of pbp but that gives you an idea of what pbp is going to be like for you i also did a, a 1000 kilometer you know which is almost the same distance than pbp last year so i learned about my strength and weaknesses you know or you know the things that i was comfortable doing and the things that i would rather avoid you know and uh, so what i realized there. what i realized is that. I could do PBP with, you know, minimal nighttime riding, which for me was, you know, was comforting, you know, if you want, because you know, I, you know, I know that I can do it. I mean, I, I've, I've done it once for this 1,000 kilometer ride last year, but I didn't enjoy it, and I, I, so basically my. My strategy for PBP was to avoid that and basically do it over three days with two good nights of sleep. So that basically came up to thinking about it not, no longer as a 1,000, as a 1,200 kilometer event, but as three days or 400 kilometers. And yeah. That's how I approached it. So I basically, you know, I had made arrangements for where I was going to sleep the two nights. And make make sure that I had a comfortable place to sleep where I could take a shower and change and rest and all that. Right. And my goal was to spend, you know, a fair amount of time sleeping, almost like a regular night of sleep, you know, in between the you know, the, the, the three days of writing, which I knew were gonna be long, right? But I knew that four hundred a day I could do that. You know, I write fast enough if I'm well, if I'm rested enough, you know, I can definitely do the 400k, you know, in in a day, and that's what I did. So that's why I picked the the morning start because you have different options at PVP, you know, like some people started in the afternoon or some others started in the evening, but like I decided to start in the morning so that you know, basically, basically what I just said, like three three days of of Three long mm-hmm. days of riding with two good nights of sleep, and that's pretty much what what we did. I say, because you know, two, two friends, you know, basically rode with me, Fabian and uh, uh, Alex Alex Breder from from Berlingham. and uh, that's you know, we stayed together overnight, the two nights. At the same place because it's an out and back so we were able to stay at the same airbnb you know on the way to brest and then on the way back the second night was was shorter than we expected or we that we hoped because we got there at midnight and <laughs> we left but we left at 7:30, you know the, the the next day which was the last day and so so we got we did get you know some some fair amount of sleep compared to others like uh, and so and at the end i finished you know in 65 hours which you know depending on how you look at it my my goal for this event was not to do it as as quickly as possible you know as fast as possible otherwise i you know i would have minimized the amount of sleep right but that wasn't my goal my goal was to minimize the amount of suffering yeah. <laughs> if you, want, you know, <laughs> And do it and enjoy the experience, which I did very much. You know, I'm not going to say that. You know, it was easy. It wasn't easy, especially like the second, third day. The first day we went faster than than expected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we kind of paid the price the second and third day. But but I mean that's that's to be expected to go slower. Also, there's also you know I didn't expect this to be. You know, all rollers like this, you know, it was, it was never flat, basically, it was always like ups and downs, not very long climbs, you know, but it was like rolling all over, all over. That's hard. <laughs> it's mentally hard. It was hard. a great experience and uh, I'm really glad I did it and definitely want to do more of those uh, long long distance events 1200 or even maybe more you know see. 2000
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i want to circle back that you said you know your strengths and weaknesses and talk about that like with these ultra distance events what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses
1: well so strengths definitely i think it's the climbing climbing part like we're talking about the winthrop grand fondo uh that i just did recently it was obvious that you know when there's an event with lots of climbing i i tend to do better because uh, you know i don't know why it is you know that's not, not something that i work on you know i think it's you know partly it's probably genetics or you know the way my my body is built you know i'm 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 kind of light but at the same time i've got you know i've got some strong legs so i guess that 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 helps for climbing uh, uh, you know, like, and another strength is that I think I am not new to like endurance events. Like I said, I've done a lot of uh, long distance running, like run a lot of marathons, and so I think I, you know, I'm I'm used to I'm used to long workouts. I'm used to pace myself. Yeah, that's another one that I think some people I'm, I'm better than others. You know I, pacing myself, not starting too hard, you know, at the beginning of a long ride, or also, you know, like, get ready for a long ride, like, for instance, like, resting enough, or get to the start, you know, the best, in the, the, you know, the best possible shape, you know, things like that, I think are, are important, and like uh, terms of weaknesses, uh, I think, like, one thing that it's like i'm good at climbing but i'm not necessarily, I'm not that good at flats you know riding on the flats when say it's windy or you know flats or and but i've i think i've become become a little better you know lately at this i can keep up with folks that are stronger or better at that you know uh, i'm doing things that help me like for instance the uh, I discovered about a year ago. I discovered uh, the Iowa bars, you know. Oh yeah. And that has definitely helped me uh, on the flats, you know. I think uh, those those did make make make
0: made a difference for me, and uh, uh, they made a huge difference for me too. Uh-huh. And I'm not the climber you are, but you just get into them and you can go, and it's comfortable, like. I always used to scoff at people who used aero bars like why would you add weight to your bike but now if it's a flatter course or even rolling hills I'd be like how can you not use aero bars <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Now I was trying to think about other weaknesses and one of them I think is it's that I'm afraid of failures so I don't put myself you know sometimes I just I just don't even try things, you know, that I found too daring. Like, for instance, this nighttime writing thing that I was talking about earlier on. I think, uh, like, if I had been maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, willing to try, or maybe that's something that I would have done, you know, and uh, I'm not saying that I regret it, but, you know, sometimes I think it's good to put yourself in a position to you know, outside of your comfort zone and, you know, like, accept that you can fail. And I, I have a hard time doing this. You know, I, I try to stick with what I can do. <laughs> and, uh yeah.
0: It's not fun to fail. Like, yeah. you usually end up very sick in a ditch and, like, calling a car. And it's yeah. not great. <laughs> I'll have another example
1: also of something that I've never
0: done because I'm afraid to fail
1: in a way. It's the uh, Everesting. Think you know that a lot of my friends, you know that right a lot of the people that we know have done it and you know, even though I was invited to do it a number of times, I always you know, I never I always declined the invitation and it's been back of my mind, maybe one day I'll do it but you know, I basically afraid to to fail, you know, and uh so, Have you Um, been
0: trying to push through that a bit? Like, have you signed up for an event that you thought, maybe this won't go well? (laughs) Was PVP that push? (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I don't, I, I don't know why, I mean, that's something that once, once I am comfortable with, you know, the idea of doing something or once I, you know, I found specific, you know, things that show that I can I can do it. I, I I'm usually comfortable and I, I, I usually, you know, I'm able to do it. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well maybe that's a goal for twenty twenty is to sign up for something that you're like, this is a stretch goal. Or yeah. like at my job we call it a fifty percent chance of success. Like I <laughs> said we try to set goals on there's only a half chance we may succeed and yeah. a half chance of failure, yeah. <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna shift to the next question and okay, keep move us along. Um, how long have you been cycling for? Cause you've been you've talked about years, and I'm just curious if it's like twenty. Yeah, so years. it's been
1: like through phases in my life, right? So the last one, the one that I'm in right now, really started back in. 2011 2012 that's when i i started road biking again like seriously and that's kind of the the phase where i was transitioning out of out of running because before that i was i did more or less like a decade of of running uh where i wasn't cycling at all i was just doing running and uh and then the reason why I stopped was because I was getting injured, you know, more and more. And that's, that's, it didn't happen overnight, but progressively I just switched over maybe a, a, a one year period. You know, I switched from running to, to biking. Yeah. So, and so yeah, so it's been like six, seven years, more or less. And before that, uh, there was one period in my life where I I lived in uh in France, like near near the French Alps, and uh, I was part of the French Alpine Club, and there was a, a mountain biking uh section within the club that was very active, and that you know I I used to go out with them every every single weekend. So the mountain biking part was. You know about half of the year and the other half was uh, backcountry skiing you know but more or less the same type of uh, of uh, outings and same same people so it was mountain biking but uh, not racing and it was more like for the adventure part of of it you know like we w- used to go on uh, on hiking trails you know and so it was definitely not always cyclable <laughs> so there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, you know carrying or pushing the bike involved and I liked it you know I liked it a lot at, at the time and uh, uh, so that 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 lasted that lasted a few years and and then earlier on, I, I think as a, as a teenager, that's really where when I, I discovered road biking. I I was at the time I was mostly into soccer, like pretty much all the you know all the boys in, in France at the time, and probably still now. But but I, it turns out that uh, our soccer coach uh, organized uh, summer camps, like cycling summer camps, and. Uh, So I did. I I I went to Corsica with with him and basically my soccer team three summers in a row. And so I was, you know, I was about fourteen, fifteen at the time, and uh, and that's when I discovered that, you know, I I was I liked I liked road biking a lot, especially Mm -hmm. in Corsica. It was really nice, and uh, I also noticed that I was pretty good at it because we were like, you know, we were not racing all the time but there were like there was some some days that you know were timed and uh, there was a ranking and and, and uh, I uh, you know I enjoyed it a lot and uh, but still not to the point that I actually try to uh, joined an actual cycling club you know after one of those summers and now uh, it didn't work out and you know now that I think back about it you know maybe I should have I should have tried harder because I think I tried probably once or twice and you know if you don't it's easy to get discouraged if you don't get you know people to really support you at the time because you know, of course, when I tried going out with those guys, you know, that were training on a regular basis and I wasn't, you know, I there was no way I could, you know, there was no way I could stick with them. And so I got discouraged almost right away. And uh, now, you know, decades later, I, you know, I feel I feel a little bad about it because maybe I would have, you know, I would have done I would have done good at the time, you know, in the. Cycling or you know racing and but I just missed that that opportunity, but I was happy with soccer on the other hand right?
0: so. <laughs> It's fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Do you wish you had started cycling more seriously earlier like rather than 2011? If you look back on your life and like how much time and energy and thought cycling takes Do you wish like you had gotten into it more in like 2001 or? No, no, I was
1: happy with the running. You know, the running part of my (laughs) my life (laughs) or my you know that that was also a lot of fun. Uh, It's different. There was the running was very very much. You know, I what I liked about the cycling now is all this community. You know, all the people that we know through cycling and all the events and you know that's that's a lot of fun. And when I think about my running years, I didn't have that, you know, it was mostly myself, or just like, a couple of other people, and, there was no Strava at the time, (laughs) you know, so, it was, you know, it was, a lot more like a, personal thing, you know, and just for myself, but I used to, I used to really like it too, and, uh, you know, it was very good, I, I was, it was less intense, I think, in terms of, the amount of, Definitely, the amount of time that I spent running was a lot less than what I spent, you know, biking now. But I used to run like maybe three times, three or four times a week. But but all year long also, right? So I was definitely like keeping keeping in shape all year long and uh, setting myself for, you know, events also that I would train for and so. There were some some things that that were similar, you know, to what I what I do now. But uh, so now I'm happy that I did all this running. That was that was also very, you know, very good, very interesting as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I can see that. I guess this kind of ties in too. Is like, what do you think has been your best achievement in cycling, or running? I yes, we could also add running in there. <laughs> It's like, what do you say? So, what is your best achievement? Like, when you look back on everything you've done, like, which moment are you most proud of?
1: Yeah, uh, well, there's this, this Paris Breast, I think. Uh, you could come back to this. That's that's the one that not only because it was this year, but uh, I think what you know if you if you had asked me two years ago about Paris I would have told you no way right no way I can do that uh, so it took it took me a year just to convince myself that I could do it right and so it took a lot of events or a lot of writing you know to gain confidence in my ability lots of talking also one thing about Paris is that you know it it allowed me to enter the the Seattle International Randoners Club, you know, where I met a lot of people through it and you know, it was just a great experience and I also talked to a lot of people that had done this right before so that really helped me, you know, plan for it and prepare for it and convince myself that I could do it again and uh, and yeah, this plan that I was describing earlier on, you know, there's something that, you know, I I came up with and, you know, when you execute the plan, you know, just the way you had envisioned it, I think it's, you know, it's it's a great feeling. So yeah, pretty happy about that.
0: I guess this is asking more off of like, it seems like your limiting factor for signing up th- for things is you, like you feeling like I can succeed at this. What makes you realize you can succeed at something is it like if I went and did PVP, would you go, oh, Lois did it? I definitely am faster than Lois. I could do it. Or is it just you are totally introspective and you look at your numbers and your time and you go, now is when I can do this?
1: <laughs> yeah. No. So the way the way I I approach it is that. You know, at first it was very personal because, you know, I was just like doing some reading about it and, you know, I had heard about it and, but for the longest time, for instance, I was checking out, I was checking out the Seattle Rondoners website and I was looking at the events that they put together and I was... I didn't I, I wasn't feeling comfortable even trying, you know, to me that was like, Okay, these guys are crazy. There's no <laughs> way there's no way I can ever do something like that, right? So I was intimidated by by the whole thing. And it's only because Paris Brest Paris, you know, part of it is because it's in France, right? So for me that was an additional incentive and it's only every four years, right? So I was like, okay, I, I, one day it was two years ago, you know, I was like, okay, maybe that's my chance, you know, I have to at least you know, at least give it a try. And uh, so that's why I joined I joined the random at the time and I started with just like a two hundred kilometers, which is you know, two hundred kilometers it's 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 just a little over a century, it's one hundred and twenty miles, so I mean that's something that I knew I could do, right? And uh, and then you go, you just go progressively, you know. Once you do a 200 kilometers, you know, like like a month later, you can do a 300, you know, and then a month later or two, you can do a 400. And 400 is actually the hardest because 600 is when you can start doing it over two days, right? So it's two days of 300. So it's it's easier to make it's easier than the 400. So, but this you have to discover it by doing it yourself, right? And it's all. I think it's so progressive that, you know, I don't think anybody's going to just do 1000 kilometers, you know, without, you know, without going through the, the steps, right. And so, but before that, I mean, I didn't, I, I had no clue. The longest ride I had done was STP, right. So yeah. STP is about 300 kilometers, right. So, you know, I, I was very intimidated at first and, you know, like I said, it took took going through these steps, you know, little by little uh, to, you know, make me realize that I could do it.
0: So now the real question is, what's next? Like, what's (laughs) the next goal then? What are you trying to work yourself into doing now?
1: (laughs) Well, first I, you know, I think what, I want to keep riding for sure. You know that that really that's become becoming very much part of my my routine and I really need it and so I'm hoping to you know keep keep being healthy and you know injury free and yeah. <laughs> and you know keep being able to ride and uh, but I also do need goals. You know like like been saying over and over again. You know it really helps me once you know I know what I'm training for and. So one thing that, that happened recently is that I, I, I just got a gravel gravel bike, you know, and, and uh, so I want to use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, want to, I want to try to do the full series from Vicious Cycles, you know. Uh, there's, there's five rides next year that are coming up and I'm hoping to do them all and, you know, raise them all. And so... And then you know there are things like things that I've never done, like a bikepacking, you know, multi-day bikepacking. And uh, so this bike is is also you know geared towards doing that kind of thing. That uh, that's kind of new new to me, but that's something I want to explore. And uh, and I want to keep doing roundoning uh, events. So. Uh, the Seattle Runners are going to put together uh, another a twelve hundred uh the Crater Lake next year that I'll probably try to do yeah. uh, as well and yeah so I think I you know I'm, I'm hooked to uh to running and uh, yeah. The next Breast Par is in four years, so that's a long time. But before that, I'll, I'll probably do others 12, 1200s, Whether it's, you know, in the U.S. or maybe in Europe as well. And um, I'd like to go riding in Colorado. Well, there's many different places where I would like to go riding. You know, and Colorado is one of them. You know, Colombia, yeah, <laughs> Italy. Well, yeah. you went recently. You know the. I want to go. I I'd like to do the Pyrenees also, like the the crossing between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic. Uh, so as the Alps, you know, I love the Alps. Yeah. I've been uh, last summer and the summer before, I was there and really liked it. You know, those uh, those long mountain passes, just you know, just what I like. What I like doing. So yeah, I. So, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, and there's there's a, there's a lot of local events that, you know, I like doing, you know. I like doing the Chili Hilly, and like doing the Seven Hills. <laughs>
0: that was not what I was expecting, I like, did, first one, the, Chili Hilly. You know, passport to Pain, you know, these, these events, <laughs> he I, I, I like yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, he just listed, like, I would say two of the three most, like, masochistic events. Like, Chili Hilly's in February when it's, like you know, barely above freezing and raining. And it's, like, a really terrible ride, in my opinion. Although I support it. It's great. But it's very extreme conditions for what it is. And then Passport to Pain is exactly what it sounds like. Like, that doesn't... I don't need to elucidate on that one. But it sounds like, to me, like, you're a great candidate for ultra-distant bikepacking. Like, doing the, like... Dirty Conza XL or like even um, there's this event we were looking at in Morocco that's like 800 miles and just you know you start and a week or so later you finish <laughs> and you're pretty much on your own you can stay in hotels if you can find them but you're you know carrying your stuff with you and sleeping on the side of the road sometimes.
1: Yeah. No i am definitely you know thinking about those, some uh, some multi-day events like that, and uh, whether it's on the road or on the trails, you know, and uh, like things like, like Cross Washington or, you know, things you like that. that. I'm not saying I'll do it next year, but maybe, you know, when I... Yeah, when I feel ready. For sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, this has been absolutely delightful. I could ask you like I didn't even get to ask you about your nutrition on the bike or like how you deal with pain in general, but we'll have to save that for part two sometime. After maybe another four years after your next P V P where you do it in fifty five hours. Well (laughs) But thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.